This podcast mixtape is presented by Basic Space, Future Commerce for Generation X. For more on Basic Space, please visit basic.space or download the app on your iPhone. You're listening to Own the Future. I'm your host, Jesse Lee. I sat down with one of my favorite artists, February James. I first found out about her on the internet many years ago. We started DMing and, and having conversations about collaborating on a project together. Sort of lost touch and I just came across her work again randomly. Tried to find her on Instagram, couldn't, and finally got a hold of her. Explain to me the love and hate relationship you have with Instagram. You know, 97% of what I shared on Instagram was the work. I may have had little images of my son from time to time that I would put up and delete, but it just felt very necessary. I did that at the start of the year and it felt very good. And it was interesting because I got so many calls and emails after like, is everything okay? Are you all right? And I was like, never been better. But uh, it just felt necessary. It felt like something I needed to do and I did it and it felt good. And I have not been, I haven't felt compelled to like log back on. I do feel at some times that I, I don't feel as connected to other artists, friends that I don't talk to regularly and I'm missing things or accomplishments that they may be doing. I'm not able to see that and congratulate them on. So I do kind of go back and forth with myself on that. But it's also like another way of taking care of myself by pulling me off of social media and it feels good. So how do you consume news if you don't have social? I, I still get news in. I find it. But to also you have to through this and go down a wormhole. Like news is news is news is news is news. But you also have to find where the bias is in whatever you're reading. So whatever news I'm reading, I have to know who is behind putting that information out because that's where they want the direction they want me, my thoughts to go in, right? Because I try to be as partial as I can, right? With the yeah. And same thing, right? If you're on social, to your point, it's all algorithmic. So they want, you're going to see what they want you to see and vice versa. Um, but I have this thing where I, when something happens, especially political, I actually read both CNN and Fox News at the same time and back and forth. We don't have to get into the politics so much on this, but even if I'm leaning one way, it's just interesting to see and make sure like the opposite side and vice versa, like see how people share and put a Mm -hmm. twist or not sometimes in it. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not sure if you've done that, but I tell people all the time, some things aren't as bad as you might assume it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm sometimes surprised that like the way some news piece is written, you assume there might be a bias, but then there isn't. And then of course, you know, certain things there are. Absolutely. And I have a a ton gang of loud mouth friends who are still very connected to social media. So I can't escape the news. Even if I wanted to, they'll call me and update me whether I want to hear it or not. So that's that's why I deleted Facebook like five years ago, because all you can hear or see is people complaining about something. Instagram is the only one I have. I, I feel like the only reason I keep it is because my family and friends, it's really just photos of my kids and my wife. So that's kind of the only reason I keep it up. So one of these days, maybe I'll just cut that it's out a too. It's thing when you think about pushing the button, right? Like, like you're deleting this world forever. To your point, once I did it, I haven't been back on it in, in years, like four or five years. All right, back to the <laughs> to your craft though for a second. You don't utilize social media or the platforms to promote right yourself and the work. Um, 
how are you doing that now then? Am I selling myself? I mean, I, I don't know that I do. I think, and I, and I feel like the only way this works for me is because I had to get to a point where I have, I'm with galleries now. Before I was with or associated with any gallery, the only way for me to try to make a living or, or sustain was to keep up this, I guess, branding, so to say, on, on, online, on Instagram. That's where people, that's how Diplo found me on Instagram. So the, now that I have galleries, it made it a little bit easier to let go of it because I can still talk to these outlets and get things out if I need to. And I feel like art still, while there have been some attempts with digital platforms, it's still very much controlled or run by a handful of galleries or fairs. Do you have any opinion of kind of where things are going or if you've even seen any shifts happening over the last few years since you've been represented? But I just tend to make my work and focus on what's happening with my body of work and with my processes and things like that. I don't pay attention to that because I'm I'm not in the world in that sense. I'm in my head. So if there's a shift happening, I'm not letting that drive what's happening within the in the work because I can get into my head and feed the work. I'm just kind of doing my thing and making what I make and then putting it out into the world. So and that, that could be to my detriment. I don't know. It seems like, right, then from when you were connecting with potential buyers or work yourself through social and other mediums to then now working with galleries, seemingly there's been a clear positive change, right? So just to put it even more bluntly, are you able to make more money, right, income or and continue to work the way you want to with the help of the galleries? I guess the galleries have, have um, helped with the quality in terms of pushing my hand and challenging me because that was something that I had on my checklist. So that was an accomplishment for me. That may not be someone else's path, right? But because I recognize that as an accomplishment or a goal on my checklist, when I got to a certain gallery, then that said something to me and it helped me to to challenge myself. I'm always like challenging myself and looking back to see what I did before and checking off my goals. And I'm a very goal-oriented person. And so if I if I start to get closer to a goal, I start to knock things off and I have to add more on. And so the gallery to me was a way of saying, okay, this is this is working for me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's the path that one has to take. You know, I know your overarching inspiration or person that comes up quite a bit, even in our emails and sort of how you plan your day around in meetings and your work is your son. Do you feel like there's a very direct correlation to how you work and even the output? Yeah, I don't know. My son, yeah, I didn't push myself to share the work until he was born. And having a child helped me to really, which I talk about in the work is, is uh, cultural transmissions and oral histories. And that only happened where it became clear after I became a mom. And I'm wondering about these habits that I have and what am I passing on to my child and where did I get these from? So at the top of it all, uh, I'm starting with my son And then it helps me to take a deep dive into what is passed on and also what I had to rid myself of or try to relearn as an adult, as a parent, to try to kind of break certain cycles with my son. That's the thread of like these oral histories and cultural transmissions that I kind of really try to needle into within the work 
and at the end of it, the top of it, the bottom of it, it all is around my son. So, does he, what does he think about your career? How? Because uh, you know, when I visited you, he was in the in the studio. Is he interested in art? Yeah, he is completely bored with it, and he wishes that people would talk about him more and not me. And he's always have his own TikTok account. He opened up a TikTok, which I did not know, and it has been shut down. He wishes people would talk about him more, and not me. <laughs> the 10-episode compilation is produced by Westwood Westwood and edited by Jason Stewart. 